Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. It is tax time, you guys. I have talked about this before on a couple of different episodes, about how I hate taxes, how they stress me out. And that still stands, but I'm getting better every year and learning my business and learning the tax laws and all of that a little bit more. And one of the reasons that I'm getting better is because I have been actually paying attention to the resources that are available and to the amazing people out there who are sharing their knowledge. And one of those people is today's guest. Her name is Wendy Yukin. She is the co-founder of Gonzalez Tax Group, and she also has a podcast all about taxes. It's called Tax Tribe, the podcast. And she shared some super valuable knowledge that I know is going to help you whether you've officially formed like an LLC or a sole proprietorship already, or if you're just kind of thinking ahead for the future. This episode was very valuable, and she also shares a little bit about how she got her business started, which is pretty inspirational as well. One of the things that really struck me about Wendy's and her sister's business is how in tune they are with their purpose. Wendy doesn't talk about her business as, oh, we can do your taxes. She talks about her business like, I can help you enjoy your life more. I can help you build a better life for your family. These are things that are so important because, I mean, those are things that we all want at the end of the day, but it's also really smart from a business perspective. And I think a lot of us don't have that yet. Like, I think that's really important to keep in mind because a lot of the times we are just like saying, oh, I I, I do this all the time. Oh, I'm a social media manager. But like, okay, what is that doing for people's businesses? How is that helping them? You know, how is that really connecting them to their goals and their dreams and their aspirations? And I think that Wendy really does a good job of that. So I thought that was really interesting. And I feel like I learned a lot from that as well. So make sure to stay tuned. This is going to be a good one. I loved having Wendy on. She was really great. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh so rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today I am joined by tax expert Wendy Yukin. Wendy is co-founder of Gonzalez Tax Group and host of Tax Tribe, the podcast. I know that a lot of us struggle with taxes, especially at this time of year, and I'm sure that this is a very busy time of year for her as well. So I'm super grateful and honored that she's taking the time to chat with us today. So thank you, Wendy, for joining and welcome to the show. Thank you, Latasha. I'm super excited to be here and to be able to share my knowledge with your listeners. So thank you for this opportunity. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot. Like I said, I, I get questions about this stuff all the time, and I am definitely not in a place to give advice that this is not my area of expertise. Um, so I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit and also just learn about you and your business and your podcast too. Definitely. Um, yeah. So are you like crazy busy right now with tax season going on? Oh my goodness. I feel like a chicken without a head, but in a good way. Like, <laughs> like I'm in so many places at different times. You know, it's it's kind of cool because I feel kind of like a time traveler. I just go and I'm like, wow, I did so many things today and it's only Monday. Like, yay. Um, so super busy, but super excited and super energetic. That's awesome. Um, so do you want to start by just giving us a little overview of kind of who you are and what you do and how you got started with your business? Yes, of course. Um, well, I am, believe it or not, I am, uh, you know, Mexican American. And my story actually starts not in the big city, but in, you know, on a farm. And uh, my favorite thing to tell everybody is, you know, I started, um, my very first memory is, you know, being outside and playing with the goats and chickens. And one day my my grandma comes out and she's trying to shoo this huge rooster away. And for some reason or another, I decided to like, you know, get in a fight with this rooster. Um, and at the end of the day, I actually had him for dinner. So, you know, I came out on top of that one. But from, <laughs> but from there, you know, my, my story is pretty typical. I'm, you know, Cali girl, grew up in Southern California, Santa Monica Beach. And, you know, I actually got introduced to the world of taxes and numbers in a very unique way. Um, when I was a kid, I used to take the bus to and from school. And on my way home, I'd always pick up one of those bus pamphlets. I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but they had like the times and the dates and like when they were going to pick you up. And I used to take those pamphlets at home and pretend like I was adding up numbers. And my mom saw that I had this love for like punching numbers and like adding up and, you know, being the mother that she was, she was like, you know, let me get you uh, an accountant's calculator. And at the time I was like, wow, it's so fancy, an accountant. And uh, that's really where I learned about my love of numbers. And then after college, actually throughout college, I took a little bit of a detour. Instead of going into accounting or, you know, the tax profession, I decided that I wanted to learn more about words and letters and etymology. And so my degree is actually in English literature. But after college, I got the opportunity to work as a bookkeeper and, um, you know, there I started back on track with what I actually wanted to do. Now, after college, you know, I sort of did what everybody tells you to do. I got a job, I climbed the corporate ladder, and I was actually so successful. Within three years, I was overseeing a department of about 20 different individuals. And keep in mind that the company itself was less than 100 employees. So I was dealing with a large chunk of the workforce. And I was getting paid really well, but I wasn't happy at all because I was no longer helping taxpayers. You know, when I first started, I was helping people, I was educating them, I was helping them resolve their tax balances, you know, showing them ways to sort of use the tax code to their advantage. But by the end of my tenure there, I was just dealing with so much bureaucracy. 
And as crazy as it sounds, I was so unhappy that I even started losing my hair. And I was like, oh, no, this just cannot go on. So I took a week off to sort of, you know, go over my options and really dig deep and figure out what do I want to do? Like, am I going to be this corporate person and manage this team? Because then I need to find a way to like figure it out and get it together. Or do I want to help people? Do I want to help taxpayers? Do I want to work with people one-on-one and really maximize what they can do for themselves through the tax code? So after that week, I decided, you know, thank you, but no thank you. Managing people is not for me. Handed in my resignation. And then I got back to doing what I love, which is working with numbers and helping people. Because I feel like everybody thinks that taxes are this, uh, you know, great, incredible, you know, almost like terrorizing thing. But the reality is, if, if you're familiar with the tax code, not only can you use it to your advantage, but you can help others learn and take the same advantages as well so people can keep more money in their pocket. That is great advice. And that's great to hear because, yeah, I mean, I feel like taxes can be so scary and so overwhelming, especially when you're first starting out um, a business. I mean, I know when I first started, I was just like completely clueless because I didn't know those tax things and I didn't have you know, a person to go to, um, to ask those questions. So I love that that's your approach is like helping people. Cause yeah, so many of us look at it as this like really daunting, scary thing. And it can be if you don't do them right or don't have someone to go to for sure. Yeah, definitely. And actually, you know, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy working with entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's, it's because once you set it up, right, once you lay down that foundation, it is just so easy to maintain. And it's one less thing, you know, to worry about. It's one less thing for you to lay awake at night and think, oh, no, are my taxes, you know, done right? Can I use this expense? It's just one of those those things that when you set it up right, it just kind of builds upon itself and it continues to grow. And that way, you know, when you get to that place where you actually need somebody to, you know, help you maintain your books, then at that point, not only have you helped yourself by maximizing all these expenses, but you're also make it easier, making it easier on your future accountant and, you know, by making sure that you start off the right way. So I know you said you like to work with, you know, small businesses, entrepreneurs, freelancers. So what kinds of things do you tend to see? Um, like, are there any common mistakes you see that freelancers make or any potential red flags that we should look out for? The biggest mistake that I see with entrepreneurs and freelancers and people that even have side gigs is they don't make estimated tax payments. Now, for those people that are unfamiliar with that term, let me explain a little bit. So in America, we have something called a pay-as-you-go system for taxes. Now, this simply means that the IRS is expecting you know, tax payments on your income as it's earned, not just when your returns are filed. And if you're an employee, it's pretty easy to do. You just kind of fill out the W-4, your HR takes care of it, they calculate the withholdings, they send in the payments for you. But if you're self-employed or a small business entrepreneur, if you're side hustling, 
that means that you have to do that for yourself. And the reason why this is the biggest pitfall for anybody trying to build a business or start something is because if you don't pay those taxes, if you figure like, okay, I'll make the payment at the end of the year, yes, you can, if especially if you're still at the inception. But the mentality is that you're going to grow this and this is going to be your full-time job. And with a lot of income, you know, comes higher tax brackets. So if you don't make your estimated tax payments, you're leaving yourself open at the end of the year for a huge tax balance. And if you have one tax balance, it's usually not too bad. You can set up, you know, arrangements with the IRS to make sure that you're okay But if it continues to snowball, you can really get in hot water with like bank levies and seizure of assets. So just all sorts of things that people don't want to happen. So for me, the biggest pitfall and the biggest thing that I educate people on is estimated tax payments. That is great advice. And I have been there. Um, Luckily, it wasn't too crazy. But yeah, I mean, I definitely was saving money and all of that, putting it aside. But uh, yeah, I wasn't on estimated tax payments until like last year. And I was really shocked at how much you really have to pay at the end of the year. And it can be really scary. So I always recommend that to everybody um, to get set up on those. Because you're right, uh, you're, the point of starting your business is, is for it to grow as well. So a lot of people try to like skate by and get away from them. But I'm like, you're going to have to at some point, you want to make more money, like, try to look at it as a good thing, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, not only that, I find that a lot of people like they want to do the right thing. So it's not even about like, oh, you know, I'm going to skirt this and I'm going to find loopholes. It's more like they just they just don't know, you know, and at the end of the year, especially if you're coming from, you know, the arena of where you're an employee, you get used to thinking like, okay, you know, I'll just do my taxes. And then at the end of the year, easy peasy, I'll get a refund. And so it's a huge shock when you realize like, oh, snap, (laughs) I actually have to pay in. What is this? Um, but yeah, like I said, most people want to do the right thing and you know, that's why, that's why I enjoy working with people. Yeah, for sure. You just have to change your mindset. You're not an employee anymore. Um, or maybe you're, you're an employee at your job, but you also have this little side baby, the side business that you got to take care of. And it, it just operates totally differently. I know that you mentioned working with someone when you're at that point. So what is that point? You know, when should you actually, start working with a tax professional versus doing your own taxes or using like an online software? Because I know for a lot of people, maybe they're starting out with a side hustle and they're only taking one client or something like that. So they're making, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month, a thousand dollars a month. Well, after you pay someone, you're not really left with a ton. So is there a certain income requirement that you recommend or um, like any certain time where you really recommend that somebody gets a tax professional to start working with versus doing it on their own? Well, I recommend that people maybe book an hour or two of a tax professional's time when you're just starting out, Um, not just in terms of setting up your books, but they can really help you, you know, with some basic tax planning. For example, you know, are you going to be a sole proprietorship or do you believe that your business is going to be so lucrative that maybe you might need an LLC? But not only that, also to get some general tax 
tax advice on, you know, if I have these kind of expenses, how should I categorize them? So I feel that as freelancers and entrepreneurs and small businesses, it's great to do it yourself. And I'm a huge advocate of that, especially with so many apps out there that help you keep everything in order. But also, you know, just book an hour and it, it it's, doesn't need to be like you need to go to a CPA or an attorney. I mean, a, you know, anybody who's a tax preparer who's been doing it for quite a few years can just give you some general advice. Sometimes I know they even have worksheets like, hey, you know, these are the expenses you need to look out for. But after that, it really depends on the type of business that you have. And I don't feel like there's an income requirement per se, but if you find yourself with increasing work, you know, doing accounting work and you're not an accountant, then maybe it's time to, you know, look for somebody to help you out for an hour a week or maybe, you know, an hour a month just as you grow. And I feel like everybody sort of has that barometer within them once they start to realize that, oh my gosh, you know, this is going really great. I want to put more effort into the actual work, but my bookkeeping, you know, or my taxes are taking now, you know, half the week, then maybe it's time to consider getting somebody to help. And like I said, you know, everybody knows themselves, everybody knows their, um, you know, everybody knows their industry. So I would say trust yourself, trust your gut. And definitely, if you find yourself, you know, with increasing income, maybe to look into hiring somebody, you know, very part time, and to have them grow as you grow. Hmm, that's a great point. And, you know, the old adage is true, time is money, at least it is for me. And I know that I am not a numbers person. I this stuff is like the worst thing for me to deal with. It stresses me out. It keeps me up at night. It takes me forever. So for me, it's just worth it, you know, spending a little bit to have somebody else do it. And most importantly, to make sure that they're doing it right. Because like I said, I'm also a worry wart. So I will stay up at night wondering if I did it right. So that peace of mind is totally worth it for me. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because I actually find that a lot of entrepreneurs and small businesses, you know, we like to do it ourselves simply because we have that mentality of like, you know, I want to double check and triple check. And that's okay. Especially, like I said, when you have apps where you can collaborate with whoever you're working with. And at the end of the day, you know, it also provides you peace of mind. If you have somebody else that you know is doing it correctly and you trust their skills and you've seen, you know, other reviews for them, or even if you know somebody like, wow, you know, they don't have reviews yet, but I know this person and I trust their abilities. It can, it can be a huge weight off your shoulders, especially at the end of the year when they're preparing your returns, because at that point it gives, you know, it gives your return that much more of a protection. Um, Because at the end of the day, if you ever get audited or, you know, if the IRS just has any general questions, they don't need to come to you directly. They can come to your tax preparer and then your tax preparer can then advocate on your behalf, especially because since they're the ones that prepared it, they're the ones that know the tax code. So they'll be able to better defend whatever expense is being questioned versus, you know, somebody that is not, you know, um, does not have intimate knowledge of the tax code, they might not know, oh, well, you know, I just put that expense because TurboTax told me versus, oh, well, you know, I went through it with my tax preparer and this is what they told me. Yeah, for sure. 
So can we talk a little bit about the new um, tax reform? I know that like when any tax change happens, I personally freak out a little bit because I feel like I never fully understand it. And I'm sure that there's a whole lot to it. But can you break things down just a little bit for us? You know, does anything stand out to you when it comes to freelancers or small business? Well, the biggest one, well, there's actually two. The first one is the 20%, you know, of profit that you're going to be able to deduct right off the bat. And I was actually really excited when I saw that provision for, you know, uh, people that have pass-through entities. And a pass-through entity can be um, an LLC, an S-corporation, a partnership. Uh, It can also be, you know, if you're a sole proprietor. So, that gave me a lot of hope because we are seeing a lot more people, you know, starting their own businesses, going through these side hustles and really trying to reach and achieve that American dream. So the 20% tax deduction, make sure, even if you know nothing else, make sure that you write that down somewhere. That way at the end of the year, you can mention it to your tax preparer. I'm sure they'll already know, but it feels good to, you know, be able to have that to look forward to. So the 20% deduction for all pass-through entities. And I do have to sort of um, interject a little bit that it's not all income. It's qualified business income. And that simply means that whatever your business is, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, for example, you know, if I was selling cookies, then all the income that I made from selling cookies, that's qualified business income. But if I was selling cookies and I had some rental properties, that's not qualified business income because it doesn't directly come from the purpose of my business. So just, you know, a little bit of tax knowledge there. And then the second thing is that the vehicle expense, so the mileage rate has increased by one cent to uh, 0.545 cents per mile. So you want to make sure to keep track of all of your miles. That way, at the end of the year, you can expense it. And there is two ways to expense your vehicle cost. The first one is what I just mentioned, you know, the rate per mile. And I would suggest that somebody use that if they have a newer compact car because the maintenance and the gas and just all of the things that come with it like insurance will probably be a lot less than a larger older vehicle and if you do have a larger older vehicle you want to go ahead and use the actual expenses because that will yield you a higher deduction than if you simply take the standard rate now if you're just starting I highly recommend that you take the standard rate, regardless of whether you have an older vehicle or a newer vehicle, simply because if you take the standard rate going forward, you can sort of pick and choose which to use. So that way you can maximize your tax deduction. But if you start off with using actual expenses from day one, that means that you're sort of locked into that, you know, until in all perpetuity. So if you're just starting out, you haven't had a Schedule C before, I highly advise that you use the standard rate versus the actual cost. Wow, that is 
very valuable knowledge. Thank you so much for sharing that. Very interesting. Like I said, taxes freak me out. So I just, (laughs) I haven't even looked into it. So it's great to hear it from you. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any like DIY tips or advice that you can recommend to people who, let's say they are just starting their business this week and they just want to make sure that they get off on the right foot and start putting some, you know, some good practices in action. Do you have anything that you would recommend to new business owners or even to business owners who already exist and just like need to get a grip on things? Yes. Um, my biggest advice to anyone is documentation, documentation, documentation. So start keeping track of every expense you have. Start keeping track of every mile you drive. Even if you don't know how to categorize them, even if you don't know if they're qualified business expenses or qualified business income or what have you, because at the end of the day, it's better to have more information rather than less. So if you need to, you can always exclude expenses or you can always recategorize income if it doesn't qualify, but you can't create information where there isn't any. And as we all know, the human mind, as amazing as it is, it's fallible. So there's no way you're going to remember what happened a year ago or six months ago or even three months ago. So it's it's always better to have more rather than less because you can shape more, but you can't create when there's nothing to build upon. Okay, so I'm very disappointed in myself. And this is a whole part of business and podcasting and being new at it is I don't know what happened, but we had some connection issues towards the very end of our interview. And the very end of Wendy's portion got cut off. So I'm going to do my very best to recap so she doesn't have to come on and re-record because she was so gracious with her time already. But the last question that I asked her was just a little bit more about what her services are that she offers and how to get in touch with her and how you guys could work with her or anyone listening could work with her if they were interested. So Wendy's company is called Gonzalez Tax Group. She said it a lot cooler than I just said it. Sorry, Wendy. But she actually is an IRS enrolled agent. And I'm reading directly from her website. The IRS will only give this designation to individuals who've passed three rigorous tests in taxation. So they offer tax resolution services. So, you know, if you have, if you do get a big scary letter from the IRS, her company can help you resolve that and go through the steps to get that fixed. Um, so definitely check them out. She said that the best way to get in touch with her is through their Facebook page, which is Gonzalez Tax Group, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z Tax Group, um, and GonzalezTaxGroup.com. Of course, those links will be linked in these show notes. And yeah, she let us know that Facebook message is actually the best way to get in touch, which I love. So shoot her page a message on Facebook if you have questions about her services or want to get in touch and start working with her. I think she is super knowledgeable and can help you guys out a lot. And we also talked about Wendy's podcast, which is called Tax Tribe, the podcast that's available on iTunes, on Google Play, and on Stitcher. It'll, of course, be linked in the show notes. And she was just talking about how she likes to keep things really short and digestible since a lot of people are like me and are a little bit scared off by taxes. And, you know, it can be kind of a dull, drier kind of subject, but 
I was telling her, I have listened to quite a few episodes now, and they are pretty short, like they're bite-sized episodes, so like six minutes, nine minutes, that kind of thing, and I actually have really, really enjoyed them, and this is not how my mind thinks. I don't like numbers. I don't like taxes. I've said, said that all episode, but they're really relatable. She does a really good job of making them really relatable, really entertaining, and really understandable. She kind of takes that scary, you know, big bad wolf of taxes away from it and just makes it understandable and helpful. So honestly, I feel like I've learned so much just by listening to a couple of her episodes. So if you have more questions about taxes or just, you know, want to prepare for the future or are just curious and whatever, definitely make sure to check out Tax Tribe, the podcast. It is great. So I loved having her on the show. I feel bad that her her portion got cut a little bit short, but that's really all that we talked about towards the end. And then I just asked her to share her links as well, which I already shared to her Facebook page and to her podcast. So I want to thank Wendy again. I thanked her in person while she was on and this was recording, but I would like to thank her again for being on. I feel like this talk was so, so valuable and so helpful. Uh, Like I said, I get questions about this stuff all the time and I am not the person to give advice. So it was nice to have a real person who knows what they're talking about and loves this stuff to come on and chat. And Wendy's super nice and her business is really inspiring too. So go check her out, show her some love. And I thank you guys for listening. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.